Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and we bring it to the streets. Always an honor to be here with you. May the Lord bless and keep you and shine his light upon you. Uh, just musing today, happy to be here as always. But uh, a little uh, sadness uh, as I come on this morning. So I, I don't know how I was going to set this up. This is probably be the second show in season five, might be the first show, but I think it's going to be the second show in season five. But, but the reason I've come on, and I do want to say this, keep uh, please keep... Pastor Michael, my co-host in prayer, him and Ashuk, uh, they live in India, obviously. They've both been sick now for a couple of weeks, so I've been doing some solo stuff, and I know you, uh, I did a couple of shows with Ashuk that should be coming on within the next couple of weeks, and hopefully I'll be hook up, I'll be able to hook up with Pastor Michael, uh, hopefully next week to get a couple of shows done for you guys, but an honor to be here. I'm flying solo, and that's okay. I, I, I just want to talk about a few things. I want to get to the point of evangelism. How do we evangelize people in our culture? But I do want to mention this. As we know, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a football fan. I'm more of a Giant fan. I'm a New York Giant fan. They are in the playoffs this year. But the other day, I just had put on the uh, the Thursday night football game, and, and we probably all know about DeMar Hamlin, uh, the safety for the Buffalo Bills. And uh, DeMar Hamlin, went to, he went to the University of Pittsburgh. He was a six-round draft pick of the Bills and, and obviously collapsed on the field and continues to be in ICU. Um, in fact, his heart stopped uh, on the field. And they had to resuscitate him, and also his heart stopped in the hospital. But seems like he's doing somewhat better. Um, there's some positive signs of progress. And you know, you think about this, and I, I, and again, this is kind of my my plight this morning. I just happen to turn. I, I usually don't watch. The only games I really watch are the Giant games, unless there's a game. And I usually t I tape them because they're on Sunday, so I can't watch them. I tape them. But I just happened to, I don't know, it was maybe 7 o'clock, because I don't remember the time I got home from the church, and I just, uh, it was a good game. One that I just wanted to look at, it was Cincinnati and Buffalo, and they're both having good years. So I had just happened to turn it on, and I, I seen that the game wasn't even on, and, and then I, I hear about this um, tra tragic scene that happened after uh, Hamlin got hit in the chest and went down, and like I said, his heart stopped. And and the latest, the latest that we have, the last update I got was the fourth, was yesterday, and then I got one today saying that he seems to be doing better. Um, but with that, it made me think that tomorrow's not promised, and. And you know, you it's it's a cliche, and you think about this, but but something about this this scene or this this uh this accident that happened on the field of 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 the Ma Hamlin ha having to be resuscitated uh 
it was almost analogetic a little bit to uh, to 9-11 on a much smaller scale when you would go on ESPN and things like that and people would be praying and, and coming together and 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 it's these tragedies, so to speak, or these whatever you want to call them, that will all of a sudden bring God into the picture. You wonder why it takes those things. Again, I, I, I've I've prayed for this man, his family, um, that God has mercy on him. You know whether he's a believer or not. I I'm not privy to those things, but but I just pray that you know. Uh, think about a, a mother's love for her child and and things of that nature. But it started for me to think, we know tomorrow's not promised. You know, we, we mentioned that, obviously. But it started to me to, for me to think about how do we really evangelize in this culture? Now, I did a Bible study last night in the church, and I, I, I was listening to um, uh, Ken Ham from Answers to Genesis, and he really enlightened me on on some things that I was thinking about. And it was two sermons in in the Bible: one in Acts two, where Peter is preaching to the Jews, and Paul says the there was a stumbling block for the Jews. Paul says the stumbling block for the Jews. We preach Christ uh, and him crucified, which is a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Greeks. So now I, I don't have time to go over the whole sermon in Acts 2, and I'm just going to make a point here. The stumbling block for the Jews was the cross, but the Jews got everything else right, so to speak, <laughs> And and in fact, in 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 Peter's sermon in Acts two, if you know, if you remember, he quotes a lot of the Old Testament scriptures because they had a good uh, background, they had a good um, bringing up, and and the only thing that was a stumbling block was the cross. And then when Peter uh, mentioned to them of who Christ was, and they put him on the cross, and and the Bible says three thousand men. Um, repented and believed the gospel. But we don't live in that world. And I mentioned this in the Bible study. Now, don't, don't charge me on this. And I'm, I'm thinking about this in light of, you know, seeing like the Mar Hamlin and, and the tragedy and, and people praying and, you know, hopefully this lasts, but usually things like this after the tragedy is over and maybe, and it seems like um, um, Hamlin is getting somewhat better. And, and, but uh, my point is this, Peter was preaching to a people who understood the Bible. The only stumbling block they had was the cross. But when Peter tried to connect the word of God using the Old Testament Psalms that David said, and I think there was uh, quotes from the Psalm and quotes from Joel, if I'm not mistaken, in Acts 2, and Peter was preaching to an audience that he knew. And the stumbling block for them, again, was the cross. And Peter said, hey, you guys need to repent. You know, this cross, you put Jesus Christ on this cross. You crucified him. And you need to think about that. And you need to repent and believe the gospel and get baptized. 
obviously the uh, salvation of the Spirit of God would save and then would lead people to baptism. And the Bible says 3,000 souls were saved. The problem is we don't live in that world today. We live in the world where Paul speaks to the Greeks and to the Stoics and the Epicureans in Acts 17. And he doesn't start at the cross. He gets to the cross. But he starts at creation. And he starts from in Acts 17. Paul is looking at the Greeks in Athens and the Stoics and the Epicureans and the philosophers with all these different worldviews. See, that's the world we live in today. We live in a smorgasbord of worldviews. We don't live in a world where, and please don't charge me on this. You have to get to the cross. But the problem is when we get to the cross first, when we get to the cross first in a world that has no idea of the things that we know as Christians and the things that Peter's audience knew as Jews, we live in a pagan world. We live in a pagan society. We live in Athens. And I was looking at that. I was discussing with last night in our Bible study. And I'm saying is when we have to preach the gospel, are we bringing them back to creation? Because that's the world we live in today. So Paul stood in the midst of the Arapagus and said, men of Athens, I observe that you are very religious in all aspects. For I was passing through and examining the objects of your worship. I also found an altar with the inscription to an unknown God. Therefore, what you worship in ignorance, this I proclaim to you. So he, so they, they're worshiping an unknown God and, 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 you know, they're Stoics, they're philosophers, they're Epicureans, they're, they're all over the map. They're all over the map. And, and basically when they hear Paul speaking, they say, what kind of strange deities is this dude talking about? Right. Um, you know, because they would go to the marketplace and they would talk about this stuff all day. And, and they said, you know, let's hear this babbler. What has he got to say? And I think that we live in a world today that many, many people do not have a knowledge that the Jews had when Peter was preaching. I think the world we live in today is more with the Epicureans and the Stoics and 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 things of that nature and 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 so where does Paul start his message? Now we know we want to get to the cross, but he doesn't start there. His challenge is he says like this: the God who made the world and all things in it, since He is Lord of heaven and earth. He does not dwell in temples made without hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all people life and breath and all things. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to inhabit the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation, for they would seek God if perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from us. So what Paul does, he says, listen, he says, Paul starts its creation. 
He says, you see this world you're living in? You see this, whatever that you're living in, houses, world, the clothes you have, everything that you have is from God. Everything. Doesn't start with the cross. He starts with creation. And he tells them, he says, everything that you have, every breath that you take is because of this almighty living God. And that's where he hits them. That's where he challenged them. And I think in the world we live in today, we need to approach people and say that every breath you have is given to you by a sovereign creator. A good God who des who we deserve absolutely nothing. How do you get your breath? How do you get your job? I know people are going to say it's 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 all because of them and all that, but this is where Paul starts in a pagan world, and this is the world we live in, and this is where he starts. And he says, because God created this world. And because you are part of this creation, you are responsible to this living God. And he says, therefore, after he's mentioning all this, he says, God has overlooked in the times of ignorance. He's given you a, a long leash. He's given you a long leash. But now... He commands everyone to repent. So now if you think that, and then the problem is, yes, you're going to get people to think that, you know, we've come from apes and they're going to think the world has, has come from some big bang thing, theory or whatever. But no, no, you see, the thing is you have to challenge them with creation and you have to challenge them with the sovereign creator. And then you have to challenge them and said, the breath and the life that you have the, the very air that you breathe is a gift from the sovereign king. Because tomorrow is not promised to anybody. But now he's fixed a day, the Bible says, when he will judge the world in righteousness through a man, Christ Jesus, who he determined, having furnished proof to all by raising him from the dead. And my point is this. He gets to the resurrection of the dead later. He starts off the message looking at the creation of the world and challenging people with the very breath that they breathe. Paul's message is different than Peter's. He lands where Peter starts, but he doesn't start there. And this is a long, I, I can't do a full-out orb exegesis or on this in, in the 25 minutes that I have, but give me a shout-out of Pastor Gromaldi at Gmail. Do we need to start looking differently at the way we evangelize? And then that's the challenge. That's the this is we live in the in the Athens of today. In verse 16, it says, Now Paul, when he was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him. He was observing a city full of idols. 
and there was Epicureans and Stoic philosophers that were conversing with conversing with him. And some were saying, what would this idle babbler wish to say? Because he's proclaiming this good news of Jesus in the resurrection. And then when Paul is asked to take the, to take the stand, he starts them in creation and say, the only reason you're breathing, the only reason that you have food, the only reason that you have clothes, the only reason that you may have a wife or a child is because of this kind, benevolent God. And as I looked at the world again in a tragic scene of, of Damar Hamlin uh, on the football field, collapsing, being resuscitated on the field, then again in the hospital. And, this, you know, sports is huge today. Huge. This is a whole world within itself the sporting world and the professional sports. And, 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 and so this hit a different type of world than 9-11 hit. Now, obviously, 9-11 hit a world that included people that love sports, but, but, but this was the sporting world. And then you got all these philosophies coming in, you know, like LeBron James will give you his, you know, philosophy, whatever that might be. If you've heard him speak on many occasions, he just, really has no idea of what he's saying concerning eternal things. But we have to start from the beginning. This is the world we live in. We have to challenge people with the creation. We have to challenge people of the breath that they take and the food that they eat and the clothes that they wear. When you would say, Pastor, well, they will reject that. Well, you know what? They need to hear it. Because they're gonna. if you go right to the cross, they're going to reject it anyway. But if you start with creation and bring them down and get an end at the cross and say, listen, listen, you've you've been spared. You've been spared. You've given some God has granted you this this chasm, so to speak, this chasm. But then we see on the football field a a young I don't even remember. I think he was 23 or 24 years old, his whole life ahead of him. Six-round draft pick out of Pittsburgh, uh, been starting for probably the last um, most of the season as a late-round draft pick, and his whole life in in front of him, and 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 a good player, and then boom, and here it is, his his whole world kind of stops. That needs for all. We need to think about that. We need to think about this sovereign God, this King of the universe. That he's granted us this, this window. He's granted us this opportunity to not only proclaim who he is in creation, but proclaim who he is by going to the cross. But that's the world we live in today. People don't know about what David said in the Psalms and, and what, what, um, what, what Micah said in Micah 5. They're just indulged in, in all kinds of philosophies, inundated. That's what I meant to say. I'm just, I'm just, just excited in a way, but, but saddened in another way. Remember when Paul says there, there was a stumbling block to the Jews. That was the cross. But to the Greeks, it was foolishness. And that's the world we're in. 
the message becomes foolishness. But we have to bring him back to the beginning. We got to bring him back to let them know that every breath that they take, every morsel that they eat, every wonderful skyline that they see, every beach that they, well, obviously no beaches in Arizona, but every beach, if you're speaking to somebody from California, every beach that they visit, every body of water that they see is given to them by gift by a sovereign creator. There's going to come a time that he's going to judge the living and the dead. And he's granted you this chasm, this space, so to speak. And the question is, what are they going to do with it? Now, here's how I want to close this. When Peter preached, 3,000 souls got saved. But remember, the background, they come from a different background. At the end of Paul's sermon, here, he gets to the resurrection. That's where he gets. He starts in creation. He gets to the resurrection. Watch what it says. Now, when they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some began to sneer. Of course they will. But others said, we shall hear you again concerning this. In this way, Paul went out of their midst. Now, listen to this. But some men joined him and believed. Among also were Dionysius the Arapagite, and a woman named Demarius and others with them. This is huge. This is huge. No, it might have not been 3,000 because they're coming from a different background, but this is huge. Some people, the Spirit of God, used this message by Paul. And some scholars say, well, Paul didn't do too well. They'd, no, he did. he did well as God wanted him to do. And he started at creation. He challenged people that every breath you take, every step that you make, is because of a sovereign king who gave you this creation. And you and me are going to be responsible to this sovereign, benevolent, living God in Christ through the Spirit. When I seen DeMar Hamlin go down, I didn't see it in real time. I seen one video. The first thing I thought, tomorrow's not promised. No, sir. No, ma'am. We have to preach the gospel. We have to witness the gospel. And we're going to have to meet people where they are. And the question is, they seem to be in the same arena that Paul preached in Athens when every man was doing what was right in his own eyes. With philosophies there, philosophies here, with no knowledge of the true king, the sovereign king, and the only king. This is Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and we bring it to the streets. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. 
you can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org. Thank you.